0: terabang happy new year hi happy new year welcome back to you it may have been seconds for us it's been weeks yeah <laughs> so welcome back Need some time um hey how are you doing you Me? you as in michelle yeah <laughs> i i don't expect in to suddenly speak from why not either i mean uh, that would be great but we don't have the technology yet
1: yeah, that's yeah, 2022. <laughs> this is 2021. <laughs> Maybe one day. Um, I'm doing okay. I am quite cozy. That's lovely. Mm-hmm. I'm. I... Um, I'm currently sitting. I'm gonna have. I find my dining chairs really comfortable. I'm really proud of my purchase. A few of my close friends are probably tired of delting. my of my bragging of my fancy French style dining chairs, velvet, <laughs> blue velvet plush dining chairs that they got on the incredible bargain sale um Schmatsy. so in addition to sitting in that um i'm wearing a recently gifted It was like a one size fits all plush over like not not even oversized like the size for a giant like not human sized hoodie sherpa hoodie thing so i am toasty i've seen this in Terabang. It looks like a giant caftan, like a dress, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, but like a hoodie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I had dinner at a nice, nice dinner with some Lovely. chocolate at the end. Ooh. Milk chocolate. Right now I'm in that stage of sh- high sugar consumption. So mm-hmm. I'd be happier to say that I'm more into the dark chocolate spectrum. Okay. But I'm kind of at a low point where I'm in like the full on milk chocolate okay. stage. I am trying. It is on my mind. But I, right now, I had a milk chocolate bar.
0: I must confess, I've, I've kind of generally been ambivalent
1: about chocolate. However, peppermint hot chocolate, I love it. Take it with me to my dying day. Yeah, and of Stephanie and I are good friends in that we never really compete for food when we go no, out together. we would be great housemates because <laughs> we wouldn't have any overlap with a yep. venn diagram of and we would eat each we... other's like leftovers <laughs> like yeah so whatever dessert stuff she doesn't finish i would gladly finish within a matter of days or hours or, like I'll, or I'll eat all the french fries if she doesn't feel like it
0: it's well french, great.
1: Well, french fry well we might we might we've bumped we've into each other french. on on potatoes because we had that episode and we that's right you might might. we'll just been,
0: order double we can do well that. exactly
1: that's fine yeah but terry might recall that we kind of both like our Venn diagram is overlapped for uh, potatoes for, for fries. <laughs> yeah, fries. Can't call them French, so they might be Belgian. <laughs> Careful that's right. There. That's right. But yeah, that's how I am. I hope everyone else is you know well, I got nice a, I got a heated blanket for Christmas. so I'm nice and
0: toasty. Um mm-hmm. which is a lovely feeling. Um but I had a question. Hmm. So, uh I've been thinking a lot in these wintry months about um, this lovely concept called hygge. It's a Danish slash Norwegian slash generally Scandinavian concept of being super cozy. Um, you know, with family and friends, or just by yourself, um, but just like that feeling of lovely coziness.
1: So it's, um, it's a word. It's a word. How do you spell it? H y g g e, and it's pronounced hygge.
0: Maybe not in that way. <laughs> but it's a great word (laughs) That's a great pronunciation Um, yeah and uh, so I've been thinking about like cozy things and uh, like for you what what do you think would be the coziest thing ever it could be a thing it could be a situation
1: it could be a room like a place it could be what do you want it to be Mm. that's a good question I'm thinking about like in this very moment yeah and like yeah, like physics is not restricting right now um sure you know laws of physics you know yeah. like more guidelines anyway the idea yeah yeah like the idea of being able to float like in like a nice like uh, medium where i'm like weightless kind of like jelly squishy jelly okay. stuff and it's kind of like but it like reforms and it's not suffocating and i don't get claustrophobic and die um like okay. a like like one of the sensory deprivation chambers where you're just bit, like, yeah, like part that. of the nothing. Mm-hmm. But those are like small little tanks, like float tanks. I want it to be yeah. like a vast ocean, ocean, and um, or just well, be just be the jellyfish. Yeah, that would be that would be cool. Or I think um, could I become a different? Do I have to still be in my body? Like do I have to be a human body? Uh, like like you're
0: mind your consciousness is in a different entity is that what you're asking
1: like i'm having some body pains because it's like end of the work week for me and i've been like uh. sitting at a desk and like if i could transform into like pizza dough and be like <laughs> rolled out with like a rolling pin and just kind of like kneaded and Needed. stuff that just feels like with some they s- have with like, that with like a strong strong it's called a hand. massage <laughs> But, like, my bones are so... You know, that I'm, like, limited. Exists. I'm limited.
0: If you So if you could be boneless and a blob, mm-hmm. you'd become a a needable jellyfish that you can, um, you know, just kind of blob around in the ocean. because you know,
1: jellyfish have, like, crucial... I want to be, like, completely, like, folded into myself and folded back There's blob out. There's like- blobfish. You could be a blobfish. But, like, they have... They need to... I mean, they have, like, certain features of their body. They can't be, like, punched inwards and, like, stretched out, like... <laughs> I don't want to worry about any of that. I just, Uh, oh no, that's that's something that's coming like a sponge. You could be like a sea sponge. Those are quite
0: rigid, are they?
1: Oh yes. Yeah, that's kind of awful. (laughs) We might we might run into like animal cruelty issues here. Mm. Um, but that sounds that sounds nice. But also like um, a big grassy meadow. I've
0: always. Uh, been contentious about grass because it looks nice and soft but then when you get up in it it becomes scratchy exactly there's 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 different little holes like mole holes or like it's like hanging around sand like beaches like it looks nice from the outside but then it gets all everywhere i don't know
1: there's a star wars reference i don't know if you're familiar with about sand i'm very familiar with it
0: okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's of course. course. It's course. <laughs> um, I don't have that problem with beaches for some reason. My brother has that though. I think he he got all of that in the family of like dreading the sand. I I kind of reveled in it, but yeah, for the reasons you listed about the meadow, I would like for soft. It, I would soft. like for like a soft to be as clear and safe and not itchy and scratchy and full of mysterious animals that could bite me or something. Mm-hmm. And I, to be able to, like to run through and roll around on, I don't damage the grass or the flowers. It kind of like mm-hmm. reforms. So that would be lovely with like rolling hills. Mm-hmm. A little waterfall somewhere for some no good reason, but there's just a waterfall. It's playing. just it looks idyllic. Yeah. Yeah. So those are my kind of answers, at least right now. Um, for some reason, I just thought of this. Uh, there's a, there's a, a
0: Fox Island. It's, it sounds very niche it's a fox island and there's also a rabbit island uh somewhere in japan
1: i know the rabbit island because it's a radio was it radioactive abandoned i
0: think the fox island is too so like yeah. it used to be either near or at uh one of the nuclear reactive places mm-hmm. um i don't know necessarily like america was the fault or it was just like where a nuclear plant was set up or something I mean, but we're not the un here so we won't get into <laughs> whose fault it uh- <laughs> We don't fire check our stuff no Mm -hmm. we try but we're not very thorough um but there is uh you know because humans are no longer in those areas for whatever reason Mm -hmm. um it is you know and they're no natural predators then you know those foxes or rabbits in those respective islands i should say that the fox and rabbits do not coexist on the same island um they are very happy, just kind of like hanging out in like abandoned old houses and, and, and stuff like that. And uh, when you see YouTube videos of these, they look so fuzzy and furry and adorable. And it's just like so happy. Like, I have no idea what the, like, since there's so many of them, do they ever starve because they're all competing for the same resource? That's not very cozy to think about, but it's like yeah, nice to look at.
1: Where are you going with this?
0: It's nice to look at just like from a YouTube video oh, for I like, see. you know, a minute or two. Um, but I don't want to think too much about the logistics of maintaining. And just that. on the surface level of it. It's just uh-huh. okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or have you seen those um, uh, like those rock pillows? Like there's pillows that look like oh yes, we've folders. talked about this. We have talked about this. Like I,
1: I got well, I got one that was kind of similar. Did you get like one? but' well, not not the exact that we you had found, but like I have a okay, a um like a meditation pillow, but it's like a dark gray. Shale is it colored. patterned or
0: is it so, no, so solid is it rock? Okay,
1: so for in Terabang, um,
0: there are rocks that you can find on the interwebs that I I guess we've already given away the crux of the matter. It they're pillows <laughs> that are shaped like rocks mm-hmm. and are te- look like rocks but uh, very soft when you know they're thrown at you. Thankfully, so why um, does
1: so why does that situation work well? But whenever you with candy, you know there's like the test of if you eat something that's colored red and you're expecting it to be strawberry flavor but it's actually banana flavored, you don't like it.
0: Um you because, you're not gonna, because you're not going to because you're not going to die if this rock is thrown at you. You're not going to die it's if a huge something thigh really
1: colored, right?
0: But that that's just so small on the scale of things whereas like if you've got a boulder thrown at you, and you're like, "Oh man, I'm dead now." <laughs> and then the next moment Oh, look, not dead. This is great. I guess, you know, that's a sigh of relief. I don't know. But then also, like, if you have, like, such a mass of these things, then surely there must be a way to get comfortable, um, like, sitting or leaning or any position. Um, but going back to your point of uh, expectations not being uh, what reality is, those cakes that look like oh soda cans it or like, yeah know, like something items, that yeah. is hard and not mm-hmm. cake somehow that like frustrates me but also impresses me that the person's able to achieve that level of yeah illusion reality mm-hmm. but um somehow it's slightly
1: i should say more than slightly just angers me <laughs> <laughs> so it's something that irks you maybe it is limited yeah. to the sense of taste because about consuming and we have such a concern about safety and our like our own safety and health about taste because we don't want to be poisoned and die -hmm. i don't
0: know oh no but when you hear a song right and you think it's one song but it actually turns out to go a different direction i get frustrated sometimes i do too because i can't like predict where it's going or every time I, i think it's like leading me to something it's not yeah it's like why thanks for trolling me composer
1: yeah. So, so I guess I, I guess know. in interbay we wanted to talk I mean we keep digressing from Huga. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to center a little bit around that today and kind of break that down a little bit as well as just a few other things that I think Stephanie has come across um just in research but um yeah for Huga I guess it's like you, you know I think a a word that we kind of came up with that would be analogous in at least like, uh, American English is like the word of nostalgia, how it's like, it's more of this kind of sense. That's kind of hard to truly put into words. And it's something that is, well, you know, once someone has an understanding of it, like a three-year-old doesn't really have an understanding of that con- it's a kind of a higher level concept to really like, you just, when you know, you know, and how it's individual, um, and it's, yeah, not for everyone. And if, I kind of felt like that would be a good way of explaining Huga of like, it's this kind of essence where it's kind of this indulgence. You just kind of feel in a certain present moment based on what's happening in your world. Would that be somewhat accurate, Stephanie? I don't know if indulgence is the right word. Cause that I guess it's
0: so, so I guess you're, what you're trying to say is that it's, it's a little bit of like luxury that you let yourself have. But, but, but luxury not, that's not necessarily costly, but it is like feels nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if people intentionally go and seek it out or if it's more like a mindset to like, it's just a habit to have, like, you know, eat dinner mm-hmm. at the table with, you know, your friends and family, like, don't, go on your phones just like have a nice conversation or just just eat yeah. around the table together or um uh, you know like go and sit in front of the fireplace and read books together or something right. um or just like sit
1: and do whatever makes you comfy you know it's kind of nice. restorative and healing and um yeah treat yourself but like make you feel good but don't like over indulge I guess yeah and, they, and like nostalgia it's like it's not something that you'd like to- seek out and try to obtain constantly like when you're mm. when you're it's like says, working when you're in a high intensity workout class you know like that's benefiting your well-being but it's would not be Huga for se.
0: as a uh, dumbledore used to, famously said it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live Harry, <laughs> yeah. um the um, swedish uh so i was like looking up words that mm-hmm. uh don't necessarily have english equivalents kind of like huga um and there's one called lagom in swedish i apologize to any people out there whom we will be using words from we are by no means cultural experts so please do write in <laughs> and, and correct us if we are um, pronouncing your the words wrong or uh interpreting them incorrectly yes yeah so this is very much a disclaimer
1: yeah we're coming we're definitely coming up late from a place of you know, deep respect for other cultures and understanding that we are quite limited.
0: We're just woefully ignorant. Um <laughs> but this this logum word in Swedish refers to something that is just the right amount, like the perfect balance of stuff. So kind of like the golden line for
1: words. me I'm a bit of like a speller. Do you want to spelling it so I can kind oh, of visualize yes. it?
0: It's L A with an angstrom, which is like the little tiny circle above the vowel. G O M. Okay. Legum think mm-hmm. um and it's it's like it's it's one word that distills down the goldilocks principle so it's not too hot not too cold just right okay not too big not too small just right
1: it's not seems too kind of similar to Huga, a little bit yeah
0: i mean like a cousin scandinavians they've got they've got the, <laughs> they've got they figured it out
1: well that's from I mean. yeah i am thinking i mean i'm not saying that that's the only culture oh sure uh, that's come up with that term like that but I can I could understand based on what I've kind of known about Scandinavians of where they live geographically and the kind of climate they go through, why a word like huga that means revolves around kind of comfort and coziness, which I tend to associate with like warmth, big, cozy blanket like the hoodie I'm wearing right now because it's a lot of cold weather up there.
0: Well what are you gonna do in like the middle of the winter in a wintry night, you know like yeah. there's sleep, but then why not get comfy before you go to sleep? Mhm. You know? Exactly. Um. And uh, I don't know. I've got a whole bunch of other words. Do you have any um uh, recommendations or or things that you'd like, like words that you find interesting, or do you just want me to start rattling them off and then maybe you want to guess? We could just
1: go through it. well, I don't want to guess what they mean based on the. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty brutal. Some some me. sound pretty similar to. The last one you know, sounded like legume, like a bean. So Le, no, it wasn't, wasn't I close know. there with my thinking.
0: Um, I'll give you an easy one: uh, Schadenfreude. So that's German. What? There's a word called Schadenfreude.
1: Schadenfreude, like Sigmund Freud. Uh, yes, with
0: an extra e at the end. I don't in? think it came from Sigmund Freud.
1: I'm not, I'm not getting, I'm not clicking on this game. Sorry. So
0: you're good. Um, Schadenfreude is the German word for the joy you feel at another person's pain. Okay. So it sounds mildly uh, sadistic, I believe, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's meant to be. Oh, this is sort of. It's Isn't a little bit like, like a
1: karma, like the joy you get from seeing karma yeah, on people so instant, the ex- instant karma sometimes people say the internet
0: yeah so the 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 thing that the internet used was um the term for example when uh someone cuts you off in traffic when you're driving but then you still end up passing them and okay. then laughing when someone trips which i think is a bit cruel i think the the one where uh the person who cut you off and then you pass them but i think that's more justified but that's just my sense of humor <laughs> um and there's another one uh, that's very similar. Please bear with me while I try and scroll <laughs> and figure it out. Ah, yes. Um, the kinder and gentler cousins of Schadenfreude. Uh, there's French Shaman. Uh, F F-R-E-N, R E M D S C H A with an umlaut. M-E-N. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh my goodness, I can't pronounce this Finnish word. It's got four different vowels with umots myothopoeia please don't hurt, hate me <laughs> sounds like you're saying
1: onomatopoeia
0: yeah um, it does not look like that in Finnish <laughs> um, but these are the kinder and gentler cousins of schadenfreude which both mean something similar to vicarious embarrassment so I guess like if uh, you see a mother yelling at the child and you know the child did nothing wrong and then you kind of feel mildly embarrassed for the like being in public to witness this you know like mm. i shouldn't like this is awkward kind of um for both like you you feel the child's embarrassment
1: mm-hmm.
0: because you know you shouldn't be there but you just like at the supermarket you like you're just doing your thing in those
1: moments so I, mean, I think that's interpretation. I think all these words are great, and it's, like, it's really interesting to see how other cultures or societies yes. have come about to capture different senses, and how it's just not carried over yes. to neighboring areas. Yeah. But like in the in that situation you just described, because I'm someone yeah, I have like a dance and movement background, and mm. that kind of um, aspect, like physical comedy and things, are really something I really like to look into and explore. Sure. Um, it's Like to me, like nonverbal communication is like huge. And so, like, in the situation you just described, where yeah, you're in the checkout line, young child with mother, embarrassing moment, but like my favorite moment is that, yeah, you you experience what you just said in a word, but I always like it when you kind of make eye contact with a stranger, and just uh-huh. with eye contact, you both have that mutual understanding, and that person could be from across the world, you know, whoever. Uh-huh. But I love those magic moments where like we don't need any words, but we both feel. And sometimes it's a little smile or it's a little eyebrow movement. And you don't need and you don't have to have like a you don't have to wait outside and have a full-on conversation with them. But it's just this like this understanding. It's it's human. It's like maybe it's a human thing of like you go, you you know what I'm thinking. I know what you're thinking. And I, I don't know, I, I like those little sweet moments and I saw the word for that before, mm-hmm. but I can't find it right now. Yeah. But but I know it's, exactly. neat. It's, it's, it's neat when words are are set to capture but for me i always sometimes like those moments you can't really
0: well there is a word for that is what i'm telling you yeah <laughs> i just yeah. forgot to screenshot it yeah.
1: <laughs> but that just requires everyone else to know that word that's true that's what i was saying yeah but no go ahead yeah um well, there is one that's somewhat
0: similar. Uh not necessarily just an understanding, but be a little bit further. There's a Japanese phrase uh koi no yokan. Uh which isn't quite love at first sight, but it's meeting someone and knowing that it's inevitable that you will fall in love with them. Like a premonition of love. That's dangerous because so that needs
1: to be two-sided for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm you're sorry, right. I'm a little dark. You're like that's super sweet and lovely.
0: Yeah, but I think it's a bit creepy if it's one sided. Yeah, I so, would yeah, hope it's two sided, and I think we then, hope it's
1: two sided. Yeah, it's very yeah. romantic and lovely, but otherwise, <laughs> it's either creepy or just tragic or. I don't know. Well, moving on,
0: moving on to the next one. Sorry, <laughs> ignore me. Um, so, this is something a little more lighthearted. Um, <laughs> is an Indonesian word, uh, menkolek, I think, um, if I'm pronouncing that right, menchulek, uh, which is a thing that. What some people do when they tap someone on the opposite shoulder to get them to look the wrong way. To me, it kind of so menklek or mentrlek kind of makes me think like major look. It does sound. I'm assuming we're pronouncing it correctly, but yeah, uh, yeah. Assuming Indonesian, <laughs> I'm not familiar, and they've written like the anglicized versions. So I don't mm-hmm. think the Indonesians written in like the Roman alphabet,
1: so I could be way off here, or the person who wrote this article could be way off here. But I thought that was kind of nice. Stephanie, I have a random question. Yes. Okay. So I have a little bit of a neuroscience background. So from what I can recall from university courses, okay. um, I mean, many parts of the brain are involved with speech Indeed. processing and everything uh, and production, but there's two areas in the brain. One is called Broca's area. One is called Vernick's area. So okay. Broca's area involves kind of more of the motor aspect of like your ability to you know use your mouth and vocal cords to produce words okay and vernix area or vernica's area is the part of your brain that deals with like able to like understand words that are you're hearing and like mm-hmm. and in some cases people have had effect you know it, those areas independently affected and um mm-hmm. and have had like very very kind of special, um, yeah, situations. Not to like glamorize or romanticize those situations because it can be quite difficult. But would you yourself have a preference of if you could have one So basically
0: you're saying if I had... Lose the
1: ability ability to speak and kind of say, pronounce words that you know or the ability to kind of be able to process things being told to you like i said uh, they're not they're not like it's not the entire skill dedicated to those areas like you would still sure. somewhat be able to but it's like deeply controls those aspects those skills
0: i think i wouldn't mind not being able to talk because i can still type and the keyboard is a wonderful tool that you can use to communicate
1: um okay and which is like which I'm is better, so, so, relying, so that's relying on like anyway. modern modern technology yeah having a physical item with you all the time okay yeah uh whereas like being having the
0: range to grasp emotions and stuff i think that's very human and to Mm -hmm. not be able to grasp that um is not difficult because you just carry on your day as you can right Mm -hmm. um but you just don't know what it means to be it's like it's like saying asking a blind person can't you know how, what what do they feel when they see blue and they can't so
1: it's, it's, just, it's just like yeah whatever I mean right? you know, I, I, I personally feel similar I just it kind of came to mind just hearing you go through this list sure. of, like yes you weren't really able to pronounce some of these words well
0: I do my best
1: you did know that. I mean yeah I mean, <laughs> kudos to you I I, I mean in Turbank, sure. I shied I shied away from this completely I gave it all to Stephanie and very I do love languages
0: if you haven't picked up by now I, I love yes, like yeah, languages yeah. and how they evolve and mm-hmm. how some languages uh, like some of them are related to each other in mm-hmm. unexpected ways mm-hmm. um, and like the Norwegian word for time or no for hour is tima which is spelled t-i-m-e the English way of Spain, saying time which I thought is pretty cool way to go vikings (laughs) (laughs) influenced um the english language as we know it uh here's a fun one
1: uh just yeah we'll just do one more here i think yeah oh okay
0: you want a whimsical one or you want a serious one then
1: let's do a whimsical one to kind of start us on a nice tone before we get into our music for the today
0: okay um whimsical one is poleg it's a norwegian word okay um and it's for saying the words that you might um, put. I can't words. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's for describing the stuff that you would put into a sandwich, but um, it's just kind of non-specific. So, ham, cheese, whatever. You know, crisps, uh, mayo. It's all poly to the Norwegians.
1: Oh, like kind of what we just call like filling. Just like it could be just whatever. Okay. But yeah. more specifically to a sandwich.
0: Yeah, it's like very specifically a sandwich. If you say polyg for anything else, they're like, Why are you making a sandwich out of a pen? Got you it. You know, that's like that. <laughs> no, that's, that doesn't fly. That's
1: interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>
0: incredibly niche. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, just thought you might like to have that. Oh, can I do can I do one last one, please? Because I I, yeah, I, yeah. I I would regret this desperately. Um le spirit d'escalateur is the uh, french one and then there's another one in um, german treppenwitz and that they both mean staircase joke as in you pass someone um, like in the hallway or in this case mm-hmm. the stairs and then you know they say hi they say and you say hi back and then you know like they say something witty and then you go and you like you like uh-huh mm, and then you just keep passing by and then you know like you don't think of a witty retort until later. And then you're like, ah, oh, could have said that and that would have made it look really cool, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's very that's sure.
1: relatable for me. Yeah. Or uh,
0: let me scroll back. I'm, I'm butchering the French. I'm so sorry. Okay. But alas,
1: hopefully uh, you'll remember that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> at some point, <laughs>
1: so you don't have you know, and to. You're uh, gonna, and you're gonna say in your mind exactly how Stephanie just pronounced it. You know, Le yeah. spirit de l'escalier. Oh. goodness, there's no T.
0: L apostrophe E C E S C A L I E R, l'escalier. There we go. The spirit de l'escalier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We oui? away. Oui. Okay. Yeah.
1: And so, no, yeah, no, thanks for that. So it's really nice that you you shared all that. And so we do have uh, some music to share today. And um, Stephanie will kind of start off with these, going through the list, but I think we kind of um, arranged them to be in the order to kind of like you could go through your day, assuming you start your day in morning time, or it doesn't have to be morning necessarily, but from like when you wake up and kind of as you go through your day and then the last song is kind of being something that you would, Listen to as you might be winding down and ready to go to sleep. It's, to me, it's kind of like the perfect chill
0: day. Like you just come wake up, you have no worries. Hakuna you know, mm-hmm. and then uh, you go to sleep. No worries. You know, you did the stuff you're supposed to accomplish. Nothing too angsty or, uh, you know, problematic happens. Just a smooth, smooth day. Yeah. So we start off with um, the tinkling of the ivories with uh, cast your fate into the wind by Vince Guaraldi but played by George Winston it's uh the song probably more famously known as like the Peanuts theme song well not the theme song no it's
1: the it's, cool. it's the song that was put on the radio that the Peanuts yeah. producer heard uh, ah. when Vince Guaraldi was playing it and contacted him uh, and yeah brought him on board to yeah to make the music for the Peanuts production Oh, was, oh okay. so there's are elements that you may if you listen to it entirely, band that you may be like this sounds kind of like the peanuts a little like these elements that are there and so that's uh yeah, we're so talking was, peanuts
0: yeah. the cartoon not like planters peanuts Yeah like Charlie
1: Brown yeah yeah Snoopy mm-hmm. um yeah. So we thought a we nice, it's a like nice it's a nice one to kind of like get you get your day started and yeah like
0: yawn stretch up wake up from your bed start your morning routine Mhm and then I have fun memories I don't know about you Michelle of uh like Saturday or Sunday mornings when you wake up and you know that thrill of nothing you know having nothing to do no school um and you can just kind of conduct your day as is um as you wish and um my dad has this vast collection of like CDs um and he'd always like you know play his favorite ones and I'd have my favorite ones um you know and he has like I guess if best kindly described as like older people taste like it's kind of slow um but like mellow but not in like a funeral like way <laughs> it's just nice okay it's, it's just nice um and so one of uh my parents favorite um music arrangers is this uh german chap called james last and my dad has a whole collection you know of of these things um and this guy he arranges music everything from like bond music the james bond music to like um Cultures around the world, you know, like Italy, Spain, whatever. But my favorite, um, being the uh, Brit file that I am, is like the Scottish and Irish CDs of his. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would absolutely insist that we have those two played on loop on repeat. Like many kids of current days just demand to have Frozen on loop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I would demand to have Scotland and Ireland, uh, those songs. Or those albums played, um, but I'd like to think that I had slightly better taste because they work well on loop. Like you don't get tired. At least I didn't. <laughs> and so uh, the first song from this uh, James Last in Scotland is the Skyboat Song, um, which some Outlander fans may recognize as a theme song mm. um, to that. And it's just kind of like a nice haunting melody, haunting in a good way. Like it, it'll just echo in your ears long after the song is finished. And then um, the second one from the Scottish album is uh, a medley of um, Scottish national anthems, which we just realized uh, that they were kind of informal anthems, uh, literally 10 seconds before recording this podcast (laughs) episode. Uh, But I just really enjoy (laughs) hearing those songs. Um, And they are Scotland the Brave. The bluebells or flowers of Scotland and Old Lang Syne, and I figured Old Lang Syne, you know, beginning of a new year, yeah. how apropos. Uh, Scotland the Brave, banger of a hit. Mm. Uh, Michelle, I
1: realize <laughs> it's a bit mm. of a touchy topic. It is. Right. I don't want to spend too much time because I know we're kind of in the last few minutes here of the episode. Um, oh come on! So uh, yeah, where I grew up, um, Scotland the Brave. I I step aside. I do have respect for the uh for the song it Mm -hmm. is a pretty epic tune for sure um so definitely pretty good for national anthems yeah yeah for sure (laughs) um just in my life growing up my childhood um yeah growing up i grew up in the suburbs and my junior high and high school that i was zoned for um that was the school song um Mm -hmm. and um For some reason yeah the the scottish scottish guy was like the mascot highlanders um and (laughs) it so happened in my neighborhood um some the guy decided which is which is kind of cool he learned to play the bagpipes Mm -hmm. very niche (laughs) this is this is incredibly niche (laughs) yeah um this is not like if we were living in edinburgh sure i I wouldn't even know where you even get no idea But he had full on bagpipes and he moved in and he was like junior high or so. And because he's the only person within the entire U.S. who played bagpipes, um, he played for the high school and the junior high and he would practice. The only mm. way you can practice bagpipes, which is promenading around the neighborhood. <laughs> and because he went to school, um, right two hours, he only had time to do this on weekends. So mm. how Stephanie was describing like that wonderful weekend morning where you're like, I have a whole day planned of <laughs> indulgence. Mine would begin <laughs> with him making laps around Absolutely almost every horrific. weekend. Yes, unless I didn't have like a soccer game <laughs> or something to go to. Um it would be which that was, was would- a really <laughs> Yes, he would, play, he would play other songs, but many times it was practicing the school song, which was Skull and the Brave. Oh, dear. And as you know, practice means it's not mastered yet. So sometimes the songs were a bit rough. Um, I don't mean t- to really <laughs> be mad at this person, but it was a lot, and the whole neighborhood is definitely with trying times. It. But I mean, amazing <laughs> for him to be playing the bagpipes, and it was glorious when he graduated high school, and I don't know where he went off. Um, and then I was also to continue that. I was also on my school's dance team. We oh, would do this. like the halftime shows and uh-huh. pep rallies, and we had a little a walk-on dance, and we had to sure. a choreographed dance to "Scotland the Brave," the school song. And so, in oh, practice, wow. we would have to practice it a thousand times. It follows you everywhere. Yep. And then we would <laughs> have to run through it. Um, yeah, before we would practice any football routine or any kind of pep rally routine. And um, it's just overdone for me. Um, And I've never (laughs) even been to Scotland. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you don't need to stay in Scotland anymore. (laughs) So I I understand Stephanie had a great experience with this song and this medley. And I just...
0: There's a fan... I remember um, very clearly the first time I ever mentioned the words Scotland the Brave in front of Michelle. I was so excited. I saw a YouTube video of this chap um on a unicycle uh, with you know blowing his bagpipes and they were you know coming out with fire i thought what a spectacle i'm gonna show my friend michelle because i feel like she would appreciate this level of epicness and lo and behold i was startled when she vehemently
1: (laughs) i'm like covering my (laughs) never seen her face with my hand right now i'm just
0: so so put off
1: so um, much passion and such a notion. Song.
0: I've never met anyone who has such antipathy towards a song. And it wow, it was vitriolic. It Can we please me. move on? Okay, all right. The next song is uh, a somewhat happy song um, <laughs> from the James Last in Ireland CD, The Jigger. Um, and it's like a lovely Irish jig, uh, you know, pretty chipper. Uh, and then <laughs> uh to i apologize to whales because they are not featured um (laughs) but uh the next the next track in this playlist is uh some cfax music um and uh to those of you non-brits out there um the cfax is uh this bbc so the bbc right they used to have uh a channel menu i believe whats what it is um or, you know, something that would show up in between programs of, like, television shows, uh, you know, and they just need something to fill the airtime. And so, you know, they have, like, timetables or something, or, you know, uh, this is what the weather's going to be, something like that, right? Just filler music, right? And um, they called this thing CFAX, and we're talking, like, the 80s or previously the 80s or, you know, some way back a couple decades ago. Um, and it just had some lovely, like, background music kind of tunes you know some kind of jazzy um it would depend on the time of day um what the mood was kind of like how modern Am- animal crossing is you know they've got different songs for every hour um, and it's just kind of generally pleasant it's just smooth jazz and so the um song that we're including is going to be a youtube video because unfortunately there's none available on spotify um, of like a playlist of one of them, you could check out the channel. They're great. Um, they have a whole variety of moods that you can go for. Um, but yeah, so c uh, C-E-E-F-A-X, um, was a fun little way of saying see the facts, like see the channel information on the mm. screen. So that was kind of cute. And then the the successor to that uh, c was uh, this thing called the red button. Um, which I think is a little more interactive. Like you go see behind the scenes stuff of like Doctor Who or whatever shows, or see the timelines or timetables of like each channel's programs, uh, programming schedule. Um, but I learned that it was retired last year. I'm so sad. Anyway, times have changed. Uh, <laughs> um, and so, uh, keeping that kind of jazz notion on, uh, three more songs that we'd like, I'd like to recommend. Is uh the I'm sorry.
1: Michelle is just telling me to speed up. <laughs> I just can't believe we spent I, I I'm the timekeeper of these episodes and I just I just like how we spent like at least six minutes and it's just been a couple songs so far. Just and waffling. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay. I feel I'll, bad I'll... speeding you up, but I do want to be respectful of time.
0: She she's very good at keeping time. Um she's good at what she does. So uh the next three songs are made by one artist he does covers um and they're really amazing covers of like he, just, he plays a saxophone and smooth smoothest uh jazz i've ever heard um mm-hmm. and so the one from spotify that we're going to include is versace on the floor originally by bruno mars mm-hmm. um and now this cover artist is called graziato and on youtube we're also going to include um, bohemian rhapsody and i don't want to live forever um which i have to say i didn't like the original i don't want to live forever um but this somehow this song is just made for saxophone so uh,
1: no it is yeah I mean it really brings it to a different light yeah for sure Yeah,
0: it's like I don't know the, the timbre of the saxophone is just really suited for this song uh, yeah so that, that's the saxophone bit and then now we go to the more uh, <laughs> sleepy-ish I feel bad that I'm the one presenting all these
1: <laughs> no I have some to say
0: okay okay So the next two I have particular um, connection with. uh, So it's "Golden Slumbers" by Elbow, um, and "Carry That Weight" by the Beatles um, from their album Abbey Road. Um, "Golden Slumbers" is a cup from Elbow is a cover of the Beatles' um, version of that song, and uh, I have like my first memory of my first album that I have chosen independently of my parents' choices. I think must have been Abbey Road mm-hmm. um, because That's my cool. seventh and I, it was very unintentional. Like I did, I had a vague notion of what the Beatles, who the Beatles were and, you know, some of their hit songs, Hey Jude, classic. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but beyond that, like, I didn't know, you know, what the names of the albums were. I didn't really know, like the titles. I just you know knew some of the melodies, but didn't know, like, you know, the concept of the album really. Um because I didn't grow up in like a modern music household. Um, And so my seventh grade teacher, as like a parting gift, um, he presented uh, the whole homeroom class uh, with an array of CDs that he had burned specially for us and allowed us to pick each one, um, you know, whichever one we liked. And then that would be his parting gift to us. And I was like, that's pretty good. You know, like cultural music or music, cultural appreciation. Um, And then I was the first one up. And I, it was, like, either something by Pink Floyd or Abbey Road. And I thought, <laughs> how innocent I was. <laughs> how lovely um, an Abbey, like, a notion of an Abbey. is This is just so English, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, a lovely, you know, like, uh, church thing and the road leading up to it. Like, it's a lovely image, you know, of, you know, that. Um, little did I know, it's, like, the pinnacle. You know, a lot of people regard, regard it as, like, the the best album ever um abbey road studios is now world famous um as a recording studio center um i guess not only for this album but you know for a lot of other things but i I guess this is where it all started it's the good days of the beatles um so golden slumbers and carry that weight they i feel like they can't have one without the other so i felt that you have to blend them Mm -hmm. um and also golden slumbers by elbow um it was on a john lewis christmas advert a couple years ago those are always fantastic yeah they're they're so heartwarming um john lewis for those in Bang you may not know uh is a british department store i think and they Mm -hmm. have christmas adverts every year and they're always heartwarming man on the moon (laughs) amazing (laughs) Um, this one is uh, a little boy and his monster under his bed, and they become friends. It's very sweet. And then I think another year they had like Mog, the 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 cat that like messes up everything, but then everyone loves him in the end, or something like that. It's nice. It's it's a beautiful animation. Go look it up. But yeah, Golden Slumbers was the one for the monster under the bed one. Uh, and then now off to you, Michelle.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I just have a few to just wrap up here, and these are. Um, songs that I kind of came up with of what I thought would be kind of nice to be winding down at the end of a day and so um, an artist that I've always kind of grown up really liking is Enya um, mm. so the song that I contributed to the list is called Caribbean Blue and I, I find this song very grounding just the tempo of it just is nice to like try to base my breathing pace off of it helps kind of relax me when I'm feeling kind of anxiety kind of getting too intense for me it um, does feel like um you're breathing with the ocean. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah, so so. Wherever you are, I think it's kind of brings you to that nice point. And then uh, Stephanie added um, Book of Days by Enya as well to the list. And then um, I guess just kind of these last three pieces for me at least kind of tie together. Um, it's, it's nice. Even so, you know, for me, the piano, just for me personally, is an instrument that really makes me feel very relaxed um even if it's just no other instruments behind it sometimes when there's like some strings around the piano mm-hmm. notes I think it's kind of nice but for something about just the way a piano sounds for me it's very relaxing and so the first I have is um Gymnopedi, number one through numbers one through three by Eric Satie or Satie oh, sorry um that's really always like brings me to this like Kind of nice, gentle swaying pendulum motion, um, and then Frederic Chopin's Nocturne Opus Nine Number Two is another piece that I really like, and that kind of reminds me. I, I grew up doing ballet classes, and Chopin's music was often played. Um, I was taking classes since the age of three pretty regularly, so it also brings me to those nice memories. Um, I'm just feeling kind of light and airy, and whimsical and then I think just to close out the episode tonight as we began with Vince Giraldi's piece of waking up and having a bright wonderful morning is um Cloud Debussy's Claire de Lune um which you know there's many wonderful versions of that piece um we selected just the the piano more the piano basic piano version but many fun versions that I like to listen to but um
0: they kind of remind me the last three that you described. They kind of remind me of like nice French cafe. Yes.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, different times of day, but you know, closing time. Yeah. But uh You're, but people watching. Yeah. Things are kind of at ease. Carefree. So yes, that is our list today and the thank end you of for our joining. Episode. Thank you. Yeah, and Maybe we hopefully we brought up some ideas or thoughts for you to think about in order to think about you know what how do you find whogue in your life and you know. what makes you cozy? When was the last time you made
0: yourself cozy? We're not yeah. talking like materialistic, nope. blankets just, and candles. Just just what makes you
1: cozy. Just moments. So yeah, hopefully you're able to find some time or find some of those moments in Ter- Bang as well as Stephanie and until then, stay cozy.